The Crawford Stand. This week, the president of Crawford Broadcasting Company, Don Crawford, discusses congregational demise. That is a polite way of saying that far few go to church these days. Far few indeed. Thousands of churches close across the United States. Most of them are large, old, traditional, historic denominations. Like Methodists, like Baptists, like Presbyterian. There has even been a steady and regular decline in the Roman Catholic Church attendance. It's not a good time for the old folk, and that term is used by any number of writers deliberately who patronize and continue to believe in the old denominations. They're older, those congregations. And they have little or no attraction to the younger generations, and especially the millennials. Why? Why is that? Well, Undoubtedly, there are any number of reasons. One writer proclaimed that people seek to live faithfully and worship in a less structured way, whatever that means. Worship in a less structured way. Uh, Okay, Uh, but again, I'm not sure what that means. That is, if they choose to worship at all, they wish to become part of a non-structured, newly formed, non-denominational church, which is now springing up virtually everywhere. You see them, don't you? Independent, non-denominational, Pentecostal perhaps? Those who search for more meaningful worship should realize that non-denominational evangelical churches are growing in number. Religion is not declining. It's just changing. And are those churches ever growing? Those numbers, those independent non-denominational churches, were some 54,000 churches in 1998. 54,000. That's an awful lot in and of itself, don't you think? But in only 14 years, by 2012, the latest year when numbers were available, there were, get this, 80 4,000 such churches in America, and there are probably more. 84,000 non-denominational churches. Somebody's worshiping. Equally unbelievable, some 26,000 of those churches, almost 35% of them, reported that they were on the grow. Not only new, not only solid, not only structured, not only there for the long term, but they're growing. They're growing. One statistic indicates that when these churches felt the fire of the real gospel, the fire of the real gospel, they grew. They grew. And they called that growth church multiplication. That is, a new church would commit to start several smaller churches. In 2015, some 4% of all these new non-denominational churches were multiplying But last year, 2019, not 4% were growing, but 7. 7% of these churches were, in fact, multiplying, starting smaller churches. And that percentage sounds small itself. But remember that each of those percentage points represent some 3,000 churches. 3,000 churches. So that there were some 12 thousand churches as a result of the multiplication factor with the new non-denominational churches, 12,000. Absolutely incredible, isn't it? These evangelical churches 
and their growth. They are changing worship in America. Are they ever? They're changing the core of worship. They're taking up where the old denominations left off. And they are changing, reviving and renewing and re-energizing the heart and soul of the church itself. And that led Ed Stetzer of Wheaton College to state in 2008 the following. Said Stetzer, Sometimes churches die, and sometimes they should. A new church, not a reboot of the old, should be started in its place. A new church, not a reboot. Very interesting, because that is exactly what is happening. New churches, evangelical and non-denominational, they can design and form their own missions to cater to the specific needs of the people they intend to serve. For example, there is a church formed exclusively for employees of Disney World. How about that? There are any number of Spanish language services in many churches, not just those dedicated to Hispanics. There are special church services for athletes before sports activities on Sunday worship day. And more than ever, there are house churches, house churches, which are comprised of neighbors meeting for informal services in the living rooms of homes. And such congregations are small in number, but they worship in highly individualistic ways so as to get the very best of real Christianity. That's what people are seeking. If the denominations won't bring the gospel, the real gospel, to the congregations, to the people, the individuals in the congregations will find a different and better way to get the gospel they so sorely seek. And not just Sunday potentially every day of the week. Writer Erica Anderson in the Wall Street Journal states the following, The success of new models, new models, non-denominational evangelical churches, shows significant groups of people looking, looking, searching for ways to live faithfully, to live faithfully, albeit, says Anderson, in a less structured way. Worship faithfully, but in a less structured way. Well said. True indeed, for there must be much more to religion in a real, vital, and life-changing way. Much more than mere tradition, or formality, or practice, or tradition, or history. That's not enough. None of that, all of that together is not enough. Especially for the millennials. Studies seem to show that millennials are significantly less religious than previous younger generations. Even though millennials comprise the majority of the nuns, that is, those who do not believe in any kind of religion or have any faith for that matter. But, says Anderson, such millennials are still young, and many have yet to mature, or marry, or have children and families, and settle down, and then make a permanent decision regarding faith and church, often to return to the so-called religious fold. It's a day and age of religious change and flux, my friends, is it not? What a welcome addition and return that would be. Experts believe that those who return will not return in any significant numbers to the denominations. Probably very true. Rather, they will be much more attracted to the life and vitality of the new non-denominational evangelical churches. They already are. Both evangelical Protestants and Muslims are increasing in number. One, the Protestant, is far less structured than a denomination or Islam. Islam, on the other hand, is more structured and formal, 
Both ends, both extremes of the religious spectrum seem to be attractive to the millennials. One or the other in this day and age. Interesting phenomenon, don't you think? Very, very interesting. The Billy Graham Center Institute, what a great organization, found that those who do not attend church are receptive to the invitation of a friend to attend the church of that friend. Perhaps that is so because most people believe that faith is good for society. (laughs) Whether or not it's good for them is another question. So many of the nuns and the millennials and those with no religious affiliation or belief whatsoever are at least open, open to invitations to attend church and to experience the reality and dynamic of real religion. The power of the gospel at work in a congregation. The power of the real gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the answer. And that is a hopeful sign for the church generally, but more specifically for those non-denominational evangelical churches now already on the grow. Much of the religious growth in America also stems from immigrant populations. Immigrant populations. There seems to be a certain power, religious power, as some do acknowledge, in the Hispanic church. The Hispanic share of the U.S. population is on the grow, big time. And many believe that the same will occur with the Hispanic church and the ever-growing number of practicing Hispanics. It's starting to happen even now. And the same with the African-American church. Congregations which are primarily black are deeply and sincerely gospel-based and themselves offer a viable alternative to what many term dead denominations. There are any number of small or storefront African-American churches, and there are many incredibly large, independent, non-denominational churches, so many of them deeply believing in the real spirit of the gospel. Amen to that. Small wonder they are alive and well in this anti-religious day and age. They're not religious. They're they're spirit-filled. Ah, my fellow Americans, religion in America is far from dead. Far from dead. In fact, There is a vibrant new church landscape, and there are no shortage of options. Any reasonable search will lead to a church where the full expression of the person, the true freedom of religion and of the spirit can occur, and the full impact, power, and truth of the gospel can be heard and witnessed among the congregation and the pastorate, and fully, deeply, and personally experienced. Amen. Anyone who has lost religious zeal can find their footing in faith. Don't you like that? Their footing in faith in one of the many new non-denominational evangelical churches springing up. There is now already a revival at work. The fire of revival, the big fire, the conflagration is yet to come. But little sparks, church by church, community by community are born and born again multipliers in America and across the world. Sooner or later, many believe those sparks will start a revival fire, a spiritual conflagration, perhaps something predicted and certain in the end days. It will not only be a pleasure to see, but to participate in. Boy, I sure hope I'm alive because I would love to see it and be part of it. So-called experts continue to analyze the reasons why the decline of denominations. Why? They analyzed fact, 
detail, and any data from which they can extract some kind of meaning. But they are always reluctant, always reluctant, to identify the real and perhaps the main and only reason why this occurs. And that is because these old traditional denominations have lost the power of the real gospel. They no longer recognize Jesus of Nazareth for who he really was. They do not acknowledge the Christ of glory, the one who brings salvation. He no longer lives there. The power of the gospel has been intellectualized, intellectualized. The power of the gospel has been lost in tradition. The mind has replaced the heart. Works has replaced love. The faith, hope, and love of the gospel, the power of 1 Corinthians 13 has been lost. Nothing short of a dramatic revival could ever revive the church of old. That revival has been preempted, co-opted by the new non-denominational evangelical churches where Jesus lives. And that is really a pleasure to see. It's a pleasure to see the Christ of glory once more return to his own church, his church. To see him front and center, not on a wooden cross, but in the hearts of the congregation. The object of worship and adoration and love, the Christ of glory. These churches, denominational or non-denominational, which have done that, they prosper. They prosper. They receive his blessing over and again. Where they are gathered together, even two or three, Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ of glory, he's there, he's there with them, their master, their teacher, their friend, their brother, and all things he has promised to be. He's there. Those are the churches which prosper, those which honor him, his word, his love, and his constant leading and direction. The church of Jesus Christ, my fellow Americans, is not dead. It is not dead. The church without Jesus Christ is, in fact, dead. No matter whether one is African American, Hispanic, Caucasian, or Asian, no matter the color, ethnicity, or race, any who search for the Christ of glory will find him. And upon that rock, upon that rock, him these new non-denominational evangelical churches will be built. Where he is, I want to be. And millions upon millions of people the world over want and feel the same way. Let religion die. Let the churches die if they must. The Christ, who used to live there and who rose again, lives evermore even as these man-made churches die, and finds a new home in these new evangelical churches. So again, let religion die. Let it die. True believers worship the living Christ. The views expressed here on the Crawford Stand are those of the speaker, and Mr. Crawford always loves to hear from you and find out what you think about what he's discussed here on the stand. His email address is stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. Stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. To review what you hear, go to our website, crawfordbroadcasting.com. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Broadcasting Company and this station. Serving God and country. I'm Bill McCormick.